you, everybody. I'm Alan. No, you're not. You're Donnie. I'm not happy. (laughs) I'm not happy or I'm not Alan. You're not Alan. Who are you? I am Brent. And welcome to the A-B Testing Podcast. So first what's the deal with you going by your real first name so, all of a sudden? Uh, you didn't uh, you didn't read my follow up tweet. I I changed my name on Twitter to Don Page. Yes. Uh, my middle name is Alan. I'm aware of this. My first name is Donald. Yes. Uh, my dad is Donald Laverne Page. Oh, so you're not a junior? I'm not a junior because that Laverne oh, that's name too bad. was not going any farther <laughs> in the family. <laughs> but uh, dad passed away last week. Oh, so, I so it's am, an honor? It, it's my mini tribute. I'm going to be Don Page for a while on Twitter. I'm sorry to hear your dad passed away. You're <laughs> remarkably sparky today, given he, that. Well, it was you know, it's sort of a mixed feeling sort of thing because he was his quality of life was not good the last few years. For anyone yeah. observing, it was a, sort of a ticking time bomb. Yeah, sort of probably not the best analogy, no. but there's both. You know, there's uh, definitely mixed emotions there. Yeah. So one thing I realized, and I thought we'd do one thing. I know we haven't done enough is take just a minute at the beginning of the episodes and talk about what A/B testing is for any new listeners. So Brent, what is the A/B testing podcast about? The A/B testing podcast is about being a voice for change around how uh, software quality is can be or should be delivered in uh, the the current time we're gonna we're gonna work on that we're gonna come up with maybe a little a little paragraph maybe to talk about what we do but I'm but maybe I would add another twist on that and say that we are a software testing podcast for everyone meaning that we're not necessarily a podcast for testers, although we realize that's a, a chunk of our audience. We believe that software testing is an activity that should be done by all members of the engineering team. Yeah, I would. I, I guess I would phrase it just slightly different, but a software quality podcast for everyone. Definitely a software quality podcast. And we also talk about this thing that we call modern testing, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later in the episode, according to the the Sharpie marks on the whiteboard. I guess not Sharpie marks, dry erase pen marks on the whiteboard. Yes. Yes. And <laughs> we often refer to our three listeners. If you are listening, you are one of our three listeners. So thank you again for listening. I gave uh, one of my employees a sticker last week, and then they asked me later, what does one of the three mean? I had to explain it, and I, uh, I feel bad. So we should bring that up <laughs> a little more often when we talk about our three listeners you are one of them. You are one of the three. Thank you very much for listening. Tell your friends. They will also be one of the three, no matter how many you tell. It's like a TARDIS math of one of the three. Yes. I think it's, uh, it started, I mean, it started off on episode number one, which uh, as an aside, I've started re-listening to all the episodes (laughs) because I'm slowly but surely actually titling. And I told you, as a, uh, one of my yeah. employees at work, I mentioned this in our last podcast, which was ages ago. Yeah. He was listening to our podcast. He wanted to start from the beginning. And I said, no, don't start. <laughs> you can if you want. You can I you think want. starting from the beginning, I like it starting from the beginning because you can absolutely see, you can see our growth very rapidly. Yeah, in lots of things. In our... In our thoughts, our ideas, our passion, 
even on the technical side, the earlier recordings just sound kind of like crap compared to what we have today. I got a compliment on the sound quality. I've gotten several over the over the last few years, but I got a compliment recently on the sound quality of our podcast. So, yay us slash me. Yes, you've done a you, <laughs> you've done a great job on harassing me on the additional noises, uh, as well as uh, we got we got new mixer gear compared to where we started with, and we've learned. How very quickly how to not make it do that? Yes, uh, except for one situation. Right? I'm not certain we've yet um, mastered the art of remote guests. Oh, 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 oh! Now your comment has just turned into the bullet point up there on from the Kanban board backlog however you want to refer to it, of some plans for the podcast in 2018. Brent was a little concerned this morning, a little distraught, because he had saw a tweet. He had seen a tweet from me recently where I said, big plans, and I'm not quoting exactly because I don't remember what I said five minutes ago, let alone a few weeks ago, but big plans for the A-B Testing Podcast in 2018. Stay tuned. Yes. Lots and lots and lots of big plans. We have huge plans. Well, we have some plans. A couple things things I want to do, and these, I guess, timing-wise, I could have brought up in the last podcast of 2017, but there's that time, little time off, thinking about things, a couple things I want to do. One is I want to have new, I want to have some guests, and I took a, I took a chunk of time to do some research, uh, buy a little more equipment. Nice. Because I like my stuff. <laughs> I would like to try some remote guests this year. Not, I don't want to be a guest every episode sort of podcast, but I would like to do a guest once in a while. And I think we may maybe experiment with one of the three as a guest at some point. Sure. Just so I can get used to setting up the equipment, make sure I get all the cables put in together. Because I want to do... I have high standards for sound quality, so I want to make sure that we get a good, solid recording from the other end. And there are many, many, many ways to do that, but I think I have a way that will make it sound good and be easy on the other end. Sure. That's I, I, I mean, it, I think – so we've also overloaded one of the three. If you like what you hear and you want to hear additional content, you can – Sign up to join our Slack channel, one to three dot slack dot com. And on there, there's several other podcast publishers uh, that that are listeners and have joined the Slack channel. And it's a very interesting set of conversations, not only around the topic, but around the tech. And I think it would absolutely make sense to enlist a couple of those guys yeah. who who actually know how to do the remote. There are a bunch of different ways. I, when I did the uh, the Testers Island disc recording with Neil Studd for uh, Ministry of Test last month, uh, we used Zencast, which we tried to do with the Hans Buwalda episode, but it just never worked on his end. I think also in looking at the Zencaster audio, they do a whole bunch of compression that I don't like. Uh, so I don't like the sound quality of Zencaster. It's a while. It's very convenient platform if it works. The sound quality, like, 
I and the, the Tester Island best. Tester Island Dis. You can tell that he's talking to somebody remotely. It has it has sort of that the other person's on the phone right. type yeah. sound to and it. The only, and the only other way to get rid of that, so I need you need to find the compromise between internet compressed audio quality and ease of use. The best sound quality is if someone on the other end has a setup exactly like ours, plugs all this crap in, records a straight raw wave file to their disk, and then sends me that wave file, which I can then merge into our end. That's going to sound like we're in the same room. To me, that's not convenient. It's massively inconvenient for the folks on the other end. If I was, if our remote guest was a, a podcast with a setup like this, sure, I'd ask him to do that. We still need to take care of, even in that situation, though, think of the fact that they're talking. We need to be able to hear what they're saying. You need to be able to integrate the stream yeah, so, it, right. so it sounds like a conversation. Yes. Yeah. So what we'll do is uh, I bought some equipment that can let me patch in a pretty high quality, well, a a very high quality recording through Skype. So it'll still be Skype compressed audio, but I can record that directly into the mixer. We'll both hear we'll we'll hear it and we'll make it work. So that's that's the plan. Um, I know how it should work. I haven't plugged in everything to make sure that it does work. So one of these days we'll do an experiment with uh, one of the three I think we'll start with. Mm-hmm. And then I'd like to have some guests in on the show at a not a consistent, but a more frequent basis. I really liked when we had Steve Rowan. We've only had two different guests on the show. We had Steve Rowe twice mm-hmm. and then uh, Hans Bualdo once, which uh, honestly wasn't, uh, wasn't the greatest first foray into a remote no. recording. Uh, I like, of course, if people are, are around the Reb and Bellevue area, love to have you on the show. Let us know. But I think... We'll give it a shot and see what happens. That's plan number one for uh, 2018. What were my other plans? Uh, I, I got—I barely got the test cafe, the, the cafe press store out in time. Uh, Brent didn't bring his coffee mug today, but that's up. Oh yeah, no, it's up in my office. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, we have a significant number of the three. The three—the three is that turning into a large me, though, number. Though I don't know where my shirt is. Your kid probably took it. No. But anyway, what what were you saying? So <laughs> while the the three is a significantly large quantity of three, I would like to get – it'd be fun to get some more listeners this year. I want to see what we can do to do that. I'm okay. make, actually, I never really cared before. I'm going to make a little bit of a goal, see if we can uh, get more regular downloads. We have finally have enough reviews on iTunes. Until you have a certain number, they won't actually show your – your your star rating or any comments, mm. but we have a we now have an official iTunes rating, which is, I believe is five stars, which is great. That, that shocked. <laughs> <laughs> a little confirmation bias there with the with the crowd. <coughs> Thanks for doing that. What else did I have in plan? The rest will come out. I'm sure there are more. I don't think getting more listeners is is a is a goal for me per se. The reason I'm going to interrupt. The reason it's a goal for me is because. And we'll talk about this throughout the show. I don't want to dive deep into yep. the modern testing topic now, but modern testing is kind of starting, at least in my circles, to become a thing. And I, I think getting this voice out there is, and getting more people to understand what we mean by modern testing, 
I think is beneficial for the industry. So that's that's the reason why I like yeah, to get the, some, I a was, little bit more. Out I there. was I was about to to say along those lines, like a, um, just the act of getting more listeners, not not necessarily a goal, but I definitely see signs that the industry is beginning to sort of similar changes that we've already gone through. And I think we can help people get get through the change or have an idea of what to do next. Or to reduce some fear and uncertainty. Yeah. I look at it, it's, it's going to sound vain even if I say it. I want more listeners not for vanity but as a service. Still vain. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I want to dive deep, much more deeply into modern testing. But before I forget, Practitest has recently released their survey for the 2018 state of testing. Mm -hmm. It's quick. It takes 10 minutes. Did you do it? I did it. I did not. And as as you know, and uh, Joel puts on the website, I was one of the question reviewers. Mm -hmm. We both Uh, were. Yep. And as a data scientist, uh, we helped review the questions. Uh, you and I haven't talked about it, but it, but I helped him to modify some of the questions, um, modify the answers. There was a perspective that I didn't like in terms of uh, an overarching theme around questions. Uh, and I'll just say, like, a, one overarching theme around the questions I did not like was it was a su- it was talking about testing the community, not testing the activity. And so he and I had a back and forth. But as and the next phase is once the, the survey is done, we're going to be part of the, the review team to look at the results and help to analyze. So I started going through the question because uh, I wanted to see what the final product was. But then I'm like, uh, am I biasing the results? So I didn't submit because I have no idea how many people are in there. And uh, the first thing is like job title, fairly certain that I'd be the only <laughs> one that would put data scientist. Right. So I, it raised the back of my neck hairs. And so and, I didn't and submit. As a statistician, it should, because first of all, go fill it out. I think not all of you are as unique of a little snowflake as Brent. What I do in my job is, is as a modern tester is much is different than probably much of the rest of the community as well. But I do find it. this is the only survey per year that I do fill out. I think a lot of them have sort of leading questions and they kind of know the answers they're looking for mm-hmm. uh, before they start. So I'm glad you're involved on the analysis end to see if there won't be any huge insights. We may see some trends, which will be interesting. Well, so and, that, and that's what I want. I would I want to get a lot of data and a lot of input on this. So maybe there's something interesting that will come out of that. Yeah, I think it'd be good. Uh, listeners, if you could go take the survey, that's fantastic. I presume you'll put a link to it. In the- I will try to remember. Yeah. In addition to that, uh, ask your friends to do so as well. Because uh, if we've, uh, there's a uh, there's a selection bias concern, there, right? If, exactly. if all of our listeners go and do this, then they could publicly announce a, a brand new trend, which all has to do with the fact that 
It's a selection bias in, in the, yeah, the results. Often that's true in internet polls and Twitter and things. Yep. It gets the people, the people who are engaged in Twitter, the people who are engaged in Reddit, or the people who are engaged in any internet community, they're already, uh, they're, they're learners, people seeking knowledge. Yep. And that crowd will give you a different answer than the community overall. So if you can involve some other people who maybe aren't as engaged, say, hey, go take this survey. You know, send it out to your team at work. Maybe you're the only one who gets out on the internet and learns about testing or thinks about testing other than a nine-to-five job. So it'd be good, be good to get their feedback as well, I think. Well, there's already so, some sort of a selection bias in the process as well, right? Uh, much like I would expect people with the title of data scientist to be a, a rarity on the results, I'm, I, I would expect, given how they advertise the, the poll sort of people who grew up as a traditional um, developer, uh, if they're in a combined or unified engineering world, they're probably not, uh, I'm guessing they're going to be underrepresented in this poll. Yeah. I will put the link on the web page. Those of you that get this over RSS feed, just uh, search on Practitest Data Testing Survey, and I'm sure it will show up. Or you can hit me on Twitter, Alan Page, (laughs) and... A-L-A-N-P-A-G-E, and I will point you in the right direction. Because I know some people just get the this downloads. They don't look at the show notes, and I want to make sure they find it. Yep. So that happened. We're going to go whole random all over the place. I haven't seen Brent like in a month. It's been a month, more than a month. More than a month. It's been a while since we last recorded. So I got something for you. You can open this up. It's in a box, International Priority Mail. I am opening the box. It says customs declaration. So this was shipped from someplace else. Yeah, it came from a very poor country <laughs> known as England. Sorry, sorry, oh, I, yeah. sorry, British listeners. Oh, very cool. So I have in my hand uh, the Ministry of Testing charity calendar well, and read, A/B testing. And one thing is, this is a uh, all. You can read the bottom part. All proceeds. Oh, all proceeds go to Linnea's Cancer Fund. Which I think is a great cause. So we at A-B Testing bought calendars. And if you already have a calendar and you flip through to April, January, February, keep going. <laughs> Don't stare at the pictures too long, Brent. Yeah. He gazed a little bit too long into February. Yeah, February is just... a little disturbing. And when you get to April. There we go. A... There's a little orange A-B testing promo. I'm expecting a surge of listeners in April when that comes up. Yep. And you know why I chose April for our month? No. That will be our, Oh, that's our anniversary. That will be our four-year anniversary yes. of A-B testing. So we'll bring it up again then, if I remember, because I hope that we have some new listeners yeah, every episode, great. but I expect to have some in April as well. We should have bought the whole April. <laughs> yeah, I like this. This is fantastic. So great idea, great cause, and I hope you have your own calendar already. Otherwise, how would you know what day it is? Uh, that for me, it's easy. Your calendar tells you? Every day is Monday. Oh, God. <laughs> had a great conversation with someone on my team who disbelieves in jet lag. Disbelieves which, in it. Yeah. Just, it's all part of an yeah. airline conspiracy. Wherever you get, that's what time it is. Doesn't matter that meeting times change because those times don't matter. Just go to the meetings when Google Calendar tells you it's time to go. 
Okay. I like it. I like it. I like it. I don't get the disbeliefs and, I mean, biorhythms and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me talk about an event I just did, some events coming up. Angry Weasel Allen out in the public. Earlier this month. It almost seems like that should have a theme song. Weasel, weasel, where is the... Something like that. (laughs) (laughs) The wheels are spinning. In the where is the weasel segment of the show. Where in the world is the weasel? Uh, All kinds of ways this could go. Uh, Recently slash earlier this month. Boy, it's been so long. I have so much to catch you up on. I gave a talk at a local QA SIG where I gave an early version of a talk that I'll be giving at Test Bash in Brighton in March, plug, 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 on the adventures of a modern tester. I'm actually really excited about this talk. Me too. And I, and I love when I have a chance, when I'm going to do a keynote, when I have a chance to do, it's not even a dry run because I can't give the same talk twice, but it forces me to kind of organize my thoughts and I get a little bit of reaction. I figure out what works, what doesn't work. Uh, for a dry run, though, I was pretty happy. There will be some changes and some and some streamlining, but I'm pretty happy with how it came across. But anyway, say what you're going to say, then I'll give you some more. Well, stuff so you, um, so Alan and I, Alan started pre-thinking this. Um, he then flooded it past me. I started uh, contributing to it due to I, I'm very interrupt driven at the moment due to a certain set of events happening in my family. But I think I think there's a lot of interesting discussion there. I think it might even be worthwhile you and I setting up, say, an hour to just specifically sit in a room and and, and knock it out. Because I, I think there's a couple of things that you should tweak. I think there's a couple of things. I did share the slide deck with you, didn't I? You did. You did. And so I think you've put enough of a skeleton for us to very effectively um, brainstorm and and solidify it very quickly, and I think we should do that. We could do it as a podcast. The visual people wouldn't see the visual part, but it may be interesting. So you can think about it. it. Doesn't have to be. Sure. Simultaneously, me standing up and writing notes on whiteboards, I don't think is going to play very well on a podcast. You're, you're, but hey, I you know we've done right. worse. You're probably right. <laughs> you're probably right. Yep. So anyway, I gave the talk. And I was pretty happy with it. And I've realized I've come to a point in my crotchety old age in my career where this is a place where I want to be, where when I say some of the things that are happening in modern testing and I talk about the fact that I am actively working on eliminating the need for my role, mm-hmm. uh, I get a good mixed reaction. I'm right in that sweet spot where I get some head nods. Yeah, that's where it's going. And some people going, shut the hell up. Up. Yeah, traitor. <laughs> what are you talking about? And I get mm. a lot of people describing this. I see what you're saying, but I'm a special snowflake. And I that kind of tells me, and I've equated this a lot to the diffusion of innovation curve that uh, was yep. made uh, popular in Crossing the Chasm. And I believe that modern testing is in that in that far left of innovation, ready to, and we just need to cross that chasm into. Uh, early adopters. There is, oh man, that just reminds me. So there's a book I ordered at the moment. I have no idea where it is. I ordered it um, in December. 
but Al Shalloway, right. uh, as you know, is a is a buddy of mine who's the CEO of Net Objectives. Although uh, an acquaintance, maybe, because he's he no longer lives in Green Lake. He moved to California, and I got no advance notice. So I don't know. Maybe buddy is too strong a word. Anyway, we're not in the far left. We're in the medium left because the far left people are are those who are inventing ideas out of the blue. We're yes. not talking about things that that aren't. Well, tried and true. I don't know it's if we're, just, we're not in the super far left, but I don't think we've crossed the chasm where there's enough. I don't know that there's enough people doing what we call modern testing. No, and, uh, and to, to be in that in that part of the curve. I here's how I kind of so we've talked about uh, Gladwell, um, I think. And Surely we've talked about Gladwell. I'm sure, I, and the and the tipping point. Mm-hmm. I, here's what I actually think. We realize that. What we're uh, espousing is super valuable. We we realize that it, it is actually in tried and true, but it is it's the minor, minority experience for people in the industry today. And I think we're just trying to pull people towards the tipping point because once it once this hits the tipping point, it's, it'll have its own momentum. And and once it hits that point, I think you and I will be done with the topic. Because I think we have a preference to to slightly lead from the front, but not way out into the you know crazy talk front. Yeah, sometimes crazy talk. No, but I think actually what you're saying is there's a that you're right. It's a sweet spot because when you make this statement, half of the room goes, "Oh yeah, that's absolutely where we're going," and the other half goes crazy talk. Yeah. So <laughs> the way I tell this story, I don't want to give away too much, but. The more I reflect on how we got here, I realize it's this inevitable set of events. So we watched Microsoft, for, and, and Yahoo did the same thing, but we watched firsthand Microsoft just basically shove teams together and say, okay, now you're one team, figure it out. And yep. we watched that fail more often, much more often than it succeeded. Yep. And then... When I joined Teams, but no one actually reversed direction, right? No, so, but it, but it so, wasn't a smooth landing. No, it wasn't. What we talk about in modern testing a lot is the transition to this world to prepare you to move that direction. When I joined Teams, they hired me as they were already combined, but they wanted someone to help supervise the quality and make sure people. That's a bad way to put it, but to be the quality guy and help them learn to test better. That kind of worked. But it was a little bit of swimming upstream because there were already a lot of bad habits in place. Yep. What I'm doing at Unity, which I – in someday in hindsight, I'm, I'm going to realize, no, oh, there's an even better way to do this. But we have uh, a quality team, a test team, and I would like to slowly – and in the process of slowly merging that team – first the leads into their respective development organizations, but then the individuals as I, that quality community becomes self-sustaining. And that's actually happening, but the the mantra I share with them is "There's this is the right direction, there's no hurry, let's take our time and do it right. And they get that. That's fantastic. And it's really, and the, uh, you would have, you would have uh, held back a tear. I met with all my leads in Montreal last week and we're talking about we did the people discussion, which was my best people discussion in like 15 years of people discussions. It was it was 
the right level of depth and didn't drag on. But towards the end, we're talking about, you know, directions, blah, blah, blah. And a lot of these topics had come up. And one of the leads, my newest, the newest lead on the team, looked up with this big doe eyes and talking about, well, what I talked about everything I wanted to do. He goes, he paused, he goes, I just, I want to do modern testing. (laughs) 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 I wasn't certain where you were going to go with that. Right. Yeah. I'm sitting back and, and actually paying attention to see what happens or to, to hear about what happens to Unity with respect to the, the, the data stuff. Yes. This is, I think 2018 is going to be the Unity year of data. I'm going to say that the, right uh, now. Uh, I forget her name, but one of your leads who asked me a ton of questions – I'm like, okay, she's she's pushing back, but she's pushing back because of a thoughtfulness. And I'm like, yeah, if I were Alan, I would be investing more effort on the data space with that one. Was one of my leads or somebody on the team? It's one of your leads. Okay, then I, know, then I only have one female lead, so. Okay. <laughs> hey yeah. there, hello, shout out. Uh, that one. <laughs> I, try, <laughs> I do try and give him some sense of privacy, not call him out by name, but... Many of them listen to the show, so um, so there. Yep. And this particular lead says she listens to the show when she needs to fall asleep. So makes uh, sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she probably hasn't made it this far. That's probably how we got the five star rating. <laughs> so Better one of the things, NyQuil. and we won't dive into them this time, but one of the things that came out of my thought about the adventures of a modern tester were the principles of modern testing. And still a work in progress, and we should probably once you and I hash them out. A little That's bit more, what I want to talk about. Yeah, is is uh, they're not quite ripe. They're a work in progress. So I shared them briefly. Didn't spend a lot of time on the slide, but kept them in the slide deck that I shared. The last one, which talks about the last principle that I, in my current list, which talks about the goal of. Reducing, reducing or eliminating the need for test-specific roles. Yep. And I, that's the one I believe in the most in the right direction to go to. And then <laughs> that's the one, one of the things where I share that. People go, yep, makes sense. A few do. And a lot go, yeah, the rest, but not that one. No, that's, that's just dumb. And I think that's the right place to be. That'll, that'll be fun to work through. Because part of me goes, no, I like that sentence because it's sort of got a, a Whitaker S shock value to, to sort of wake people up. And that's one of the things I think that's actually valuable is to listen to our show is, is when we make a statement and we can back it up with the experiences and details that sort of wake people up to take action. That, that this is the thing that I've – the number one thing I've observed from from the – Various other times we've gone through this transition. Like Microsoft did it as a whole, but not every team uh, did it at the same time. Correct. And I happened to be in three different teams. I, I during that period I helped three different teams um, go through it. You know the the what is the physical law? Uh, an object in motion wants to stay in motion. An object that yep that's not doesn't. And if you can wake up the people, like going, look, here's the deal. Yes, you can make that decision now, but there is a decision coming, and you need to understand that failing to make a decision is a decision. 
right? So you can either, either decide your own destiny or you can let destiny decide it for you. Cool. Anyway, short story. Yeah. Uh, we should hash that out sometime before March. I will be going to uh, Brighton in March to give the matured version of that talk. But it was nice to get some feedback. I feel like I'm in the right direction. I feel like I have a great start on – I mean, not that it was – not that the QA SIG talk wasn't good. I got tons of positive feedback, which is exciting for me because I know I can – polish and mature and really nail something what do you hopefully think? Very, inter- very interesting and engaging for the test bash crowd in Brighton. What was the biggest negative but constructive feedback? Uh, I think, I mean, nothing in particular about modern testing. I wanted to show the principles, but I knew they were a work in progress, didn't spend a bunch of time on it. So I did that thing that I don't like in presentations where you kind of show a slide and say you can read this later and went on. Little things like that. It was more of the more about the presentation than the content. Okay. Now, I mean, I liked, I liked your idea around presenting it there as sort of a, uh, a trial. Yeah, and, I, and I, when I reflect back on the keynotes that I've done that have gone the best, they almost, in fact, they all had a trial run somewhere with, yeah. a, with a talk that eventually matured into, because uh, I can't give the same talk twice. I will change probably half the slides, but... The content is right. The story is not quite right. I don't like just presenting slide, 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 slide. I like to try and tell a story and make it all kind of link together. I had parts of that, but I saw it wasn't until I gave the talk I realized, okay, I can do this here and this here and just kind of make it a little better story. It's just like, it's just like editing a book. You write a draft and it's pretty good. Then you go back and edit it and go, okay, this is a lot better. I have a book where I'm about – maybe two chapters in, the the thing is, is my ADHD also applies to my book reading. I go, ooh, new shiny book, and I get it, and I start reading, and I'm like, ooh, new shiny book, and then I get it, and I start reading, and so I um, darted, I don't know, 10 books right now. Oh. Um, but this one is around how the the process and the model for how to do the TED Talks. Oh yeah, and if you don't have that, you're you're welcome to borrow the book because it's all about telling a story, and um, I think you're right. That's exactly what we're trying to do here. I think the we're trying to we're trying to educate, um, show that there's light at the end of the tunnel. It's not doom. Give a give a. a I think we're trying to reduce fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Yep. Thud around the direction that test is inevitably going, and the way that software quality is inevitably going. Yeah. All uh, right. What do you want to do? So uh, we're still, believe it or not, on where in the world is the weasel? <laughs> oh, weasel, weasel, where in? I'm, I'm going to work on that. I'm off to London. <laughs> I'm off to London next week to hang out and do some more uh, uh, meetings for Unity. Back into town, ski vacation in Feb. Not interesting to the listeners. Uh, March we talked about. Oh, in February, before I go on my ski vacation, I am giving a webinar for AST. On the use and abuse of test automation. Uh, oh, I should talk about test automation. I have more stories to tell there. It's a talk I gave before. I, of course, I can't give the same talk twice, so I'm modifying it. But I will try and post a link in the notes. But you can just search. Follow me on Twitter. You'll see me post it. But I will also try and put a link on angerweasel.com, WACAB testing. That is coming up. I wrote... Slight tangent here. 
after all my rants about UI automation and 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 I'm not totally against it, but you should be very careful when you do it. You know what I did yesterday for a couple hours? I wrote some UI automation. It you it's not <laughs> it's not off limits. It's and, not hypocritical because you've you've you and I have both stated over and over again that the default should be no UI automation, but if you're going to do UI automation, you put an expert on it. It was fun, and I learned a new framework called Test Cafe. I was going to write the test in Protractor, which I'm slightly familiar with. But as I did it, I realized there's got to be a better way, and I got a little frustrated. And I used this framework called Test Cafe, which I'm fairly impressed with. It's a little newer, not as many examples on the Internet to draw from. Uh, but I was able to get done what I wanted to get done. So uh, basically the reason I'm doing it is uh, we have many, many, many websites, but one of our websites uh, has a lot of testing, not a lot of UI automation, not a lot of end-to-end tests. <laughs> so uh, I thought I'd bootstrap some stuff, uh, see if I see what framework is best, basically do some some investigative exploratory work for the team. I'll get that bootstrapped up with a few sample tests, uh, capture sort of the min set of end-to-end tests, which is actually a very small number of tests, and uh, let them take it from there. But I've been very, very happy and excited with what I was able to do just in a couple hours yesterday. Pretty excited. Uh, as, as an aside, um, I'm becoming a Java expert. Oh, Really? Yeah. <laughs> so my That's the only reason I worked on that stupid thing to make Android apps run on Windows phones so I could spend some time learning Java and Linux. So my my middle son is is in AP computer science in in high school and he's going step by step and it's fun. So when I when he has a problem, I try to sit down and without looking at the help file see if I can guess what the right classes are or the right construct. Because it's very much, uh, I'm finding Java to be very much sort of a, a syntactically sort of a cross between uh, C sharp and C. I'm very pleased when I go, well, I think it's going to be this. And then I hit compile. I'm like, ah, it was that. Uh, you know what? <laughs> when I first learned C sharp, the ver- when C sharp first came out, I didn't learn it. I used it for a while. But I also found that the method and class names were very intuitive. Like I typed what I thought it would be, and that was the right one. This is before autocomplete. But yeah, there's some things. There's some things I was uh, like. Just last weekend, I was trying to teach my son around refactor. I was able to use this speech that the best developers don't write code; they delete it. Yes, and who said that originally? I don't know. Okay, not me. And he had Someone done a bunch of crappy copy-paste code. Um, and this copy-paste code, it took a member variable. It, there were three member variables. And this copy-paste code was doing a, a validation check of, hey, was what the user entered valid? And if so, then it would set the, the member variable. And... It was the same thing over and over again. I'm like, oh, no, you need to make this into its own function. And then I'm like, okay, now he's got this own function. Now we need to pass these member variables by ref. 
Java doesn't have by ref. And I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm never using never using Java for any uh, a real project. <laughs> Just by that. I'm like, what the hell? How do you not have a by ref? Anyway. Where were we? Did we finish up with where in the world is Alan? Uh, I don't know. Oh, no, we didn't. Uh, so, uh, you going to sing the weasel song again? No, I'm still no. working on it. I'm still working on that. Yeah. All right. Where do we leave off? So webinar webinar on automation February 13th. Uh, we'll do a link. Uh, off to Brighton in March. I am, like in 2017, I did one conference. 2016, I think was one conference as well. So I am kicking off the year strong uh, with stuff. And also in May, I will be at Star East. I'm going to uh, give a workshop on tools for web testing. And I, they asked if I wanted to do a full day or a half day. And I realized I have so much to get through. I probably should have done a full day. But we'll make it a half day and just uh, not go quite as deep. That'll be fun. And I'll also take part in the lightning strikes, the keynotes, and give a whatever it is, a two-minute talk there on something probably modern testing-ish. I like the lightning strikes thing. And then after that, I have no plans. Hopefully that's enough. I, ooh, I was invited, and I'm still debating whether to go or not, uh, or if I can if I can go. But I was invited to speak at a software quality conference in Kiev. Cool. I'd like to get in more on on doing the the conference circuit. I, maybe I'm being worried about it or whatever. But uh, so I don't want to talk about it on the podcast, obviously. But you know about the the family issues I'm right. dealing with, and I, it, yeah. I got to make sure that I got time for that. All right. Yeah. Uh, and I have uh, <coughs> really it's – I don't have a quota on how many conferences or, or places I'll speak at. Really it's uh, just a couple criteria. Uh, is the conference in a place I think would be interesting to go to that has some weight? Uh, Orlando, sorry, not the win, but I do – I am a fan of the star conferences, so I'll always do uh, <coughs> one every few years, either a workshop or a keynote. I think you've been doing uh, it annually. Do I have time to go? And there's a great uh, Tim Ferriss who I've become a big fan of uh, recently talks about – I think he mentioned this first, but a lot of people he talks to mentioned the same thing is like if I was asked to do this next Tuesday, would I say yes? Like if I – would I be – because a lot of times you'll agree to things that are far out in advance and you get to that time you go, why did I ever say yes to this? This is ridiculous. So I kind of put that in my head. If they asked me to do this and it was next week, would I do it? I'd say, yeah. Oh, I like that rule of thumb. It's, it's a good one. It helps me say no. That um, would save me from <laughs> so much. Well, that's a free tip from the weasel to you. Yeah. The third one is is I will not do uh, pay-to-speak conferences. I won't have my employer pay for my travel or hotel. If you want me to speak at your conference uh, at a just. I'm not asking to pay for my food or a stipend. Uh, while those are welcome, uh, really, while I, all I want is if you want me to speak at your conference, I do expect you to pay for my my travel and lodging, and that's it. And Test Bash is fantastic about that. I'm actually staying a few extra nights, and uh, I'll have Unity pay for that because uh, Unity has an office in Brighton as well. I figured it. Uh, it You'll go. But that's it, and I think that's a that's a fair set of criteria for anyone. But 
Would I do it next week if I was asked? Is the one I the one I pass on to you and to all of the listeners? No, that's fantastic. So tell you what, Brent. Let's call the first episode, which is what episode number? Oh, <laughs> yeah, we didn't cover that episode number seventy-four. That's okay. If you if you're listening, it's displaying in your on your podcast player right now, which is likely your phone, but I don't know. So one of the things that that I have started to do, and and uh, I don't know if you noticed it. I'm sure you have. I've started actually going in and titling episodes. Oh, I didn't notice that you actually started. Yeah. Wow, I'd go check that out. No, so 73 is titled. There you go. Oh, yeah, look at that. So, oh, you do, you've titled, yeah. Some of these are hilarious. Intermittently normal tangential. <laughs> uh, this is good. Thank you, Brent. Good start. This is why you're listening. Yep. Uh, so I started to title the episodes. Uh, in addition to that, I have the also the thrill like this uh, episode, episode forty eight. Alan hosts the three at Test Bash Philly, which was my uh, then in forty nine, which is good because I asked Brent what episode it was. He goes forty eight, and I say wrong because I did it without you. <laughs> so the other thing uh, that we get from our listeners is that, um, and, and I've. Uh, as you guys may or may not know, Alan does all of the the technical side of this. So one of the things that I'm going to, you know, contribute back to the podcast is helping people solve the search problem. I've gone through, uh, I've trans, I've gotten transcribed a bunch of things. I haven't finished going through uh, manually um, editing stuff. At this point in time, I've I've just going to use the same service and just finish it off. And then we need to come up with some sort of practice of how we stay clean once I get us too clean. And then uh, once I have the, the transcription assets, um, we should figure out how we can hook the right way to hook it up and so that people can search it. Now, what I am not doing is I am not going through and fixing up every stupid little error from the transcriber. Uh, I haven't gotten to the point where, like, some of our really bad audio recording, right? I may just snip that out and put bad audio. So it's going to be, it, there's still going to be a lot of errors because uh, my uh, time is super valuable. But maybe we can come up with a way of enabling people to, if they see an error in it, they can fix it themselves. We should, you know, in programming, this is our longest outro ever, in programming, like when, or in testing, when you find an error, you fix it, or you find something and you fix it, you want to make sure you have a process in place to make sure you don't go back and make that same error again and have to fix it again. Like if I find, oh, I'm passing null to this function, let me go find other places where the same sort of error might occur and make sure it's part of our process. So one thing, I won't put you on the spot today, but rather than have you go back retroactively, listen to the episode and figure out what to title it, we should try and figure out the title of these episodes as I post them. Yeah, no, no, I like that idea. So I won't make you do it during the podcast, but I I do think that if you have an idea for what to name this one, you can send it to me uh, in Slack, which is our main method of communication now. Welcome to the 21st century. Right. And uh, I'll make sure it gets posted when this show goes out on Monday. Oh, if you can't wait to hear our lovely voices. I usually almost always by practice post 
our podcasts to the Slack channel, one of the three.slack.com, a day or two before they go out. So I'll probably edit this tonight or tomorrow, and it'll get posted to the Slack channel as soon as it's done. And then I post on Monday because why post the podcast link on the week, on the week, on the weekend, whatever. Okay, that must be it. Uh, I am, believe it or not, still Don slash Alan. And I'm Brent. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Bye, everybody.